because nobody demanded it. We're going to have a full episode of some fucking can-can. That's right. We're fucking Canadians. We're dressed in our Canadian attire. And we're going to talk about the Canadian Screen Awards. Because we're talking movies. And we're... Hey! Talking fucking movies. I don't have a quote. Except I do have a joke, Chris. What did the five fingers say to the cheek? <laughs> I think it depends if you're Rick James or Will Smith. <laughs> it says, get my fucking wife's name out of your motherfucking mouth. Slap! <laughs> Hey there, you hosers. I'm Chris, and I'm here with my co-host, Scott. And obviously, by the way I'm talking and the way I'm dressed, we're here to talk about the Canadian Screen Awards. And I can see the perplexed look on Scott's face. <laughs> Do you get, are, are you getting the SCT res, uh, re, reference? Yes. Okay. Strange Brew. Yeah, Bob and Doug McKenzie, eh? Yeah, I got it. You know, and and it just wasn't funny. <laughs> right? You should have you gone with something recent. You should have done some, like, Letter Kenny. Right, <clears throat> but no, no way, man. Or, going... or some Shirts Creek. You could have done some Shirts Creek. I'm going back to the old school because we're up here in the Great White North, and we're going to be talking about the Great White Canadian Screen Awards, eh? Uh, so, uh, <laughs> you're not going to be saying a every like fucking because then I'm just done. You're done. You're done. You're done. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, no, no. That's it. That's it. That's uh, that's my Canadian accent. Uh, all used up for this show. So, yeah, as Scott said, uh, we're going to have a lot of can-can, as he said. We don't have to dig for it because everything's fucking Canadian on uh, on this episode. So uh, I hope you like it. It's uh, it's a bit of a – well, we'll talk about this. Let, do you want to talk about how, how difficult it was to see some of these movies, Scott? Yeah, some of them – well, it wasn't, say, difficult. It's just that – by the time when we're recording this, like some of these aren't available yet for rental. So we we weren't able to see, I wasn't able to see like two out of the best pictures and none of the movies for the male lead category. So that one is just going to be a random eeny, meeny, miny, mo pick. <laughs> yeah, and <clears throat> because of my bad planning, uh, you would think that I would be in the Canadian film industry. I would be aware of when the Canadian Screen Awards are and uh, would have done a better job of scheduling our, when we had to go to the theater because both Scarborough and Wildhood were available in the theater. Some of these had their small limited run. Uh, there is a mandatory amount of, uh, I think it's one week that they have to play in two or three of the major locations in Canada here. So whether it's Toronto, Montreal, Edmonton, Halifax, and then there's some other places in this country. Um yeah, and that was my planning. I did bad planning, and therefore you guys are going to get a kind of jumble of a show. So what do you what do you want to start with here, Scott? <laughs> well, I would say just start with our wild card category. We have, oh, okay, sure. <laughs> so 
I went away from the film industry and I went for the TV nominations oh, for the actually, best. Hold on before. Yeah. So we should probably, for those that are not familiar with the Canadian screen awards, uh, they used to be the genies and the Gemini's and they moved them together. So one was for TV and one was for film, sort of like the Oscars and the Emmys. Uh, and then they were like, yeah, fuck that. And we're going to jam them all together. So technically speaking, we're doing the Emmys and the Oscars in the same show. And that is how Scott has a TV category. Okay, go ahead, Scott. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to do 2022 Best Lifestyle Program or Series. The nominees are Scott's Vacation House, Rules, Property Brothers Forever Home, Motel Makeover, Isle of Brian, and Mary Makes It Easy. And my winner is Mary Makes It Easy because it's the only fucking one that's not about home renovation DUI. I thought you were going to say Scott's vacation house rules just because you're Scott wishing you had a vacation house. And if you had one, it would rule. Rule! Well, 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 that's the thing. The fact that I am Scott, I don't have a vacation house. Why do I want to watch somebody named me or have one and then tell other people how they can have it and make money? Fuck that shit. Have you, have you... I, actually do, I actually do watch Mary Makes It Easy. <laughs> and let me see like some of her recipes it sounds like something that, now... would, that could be on Pornhub Mary makes it easy you know what I mean <laughs> or e- easy Mary makes it <laughs> easy Mary that's makes next, it that's easy Mary... next week's episode yeah. <laughs> easy ma- <laughs> Mary makes it with uh, with uh, whatever <laughs> but yeah uh, if you haven't watched it it's on Crave I definitely recommend it because it is like some of her techniques, especially on how to rehydrate pizza after being a day old. Beautiful. Uh, that's actually a super, uh, that's a super important uh, skill set, actually, I, I would I would think. You know what I mean? Yeah, same with rehydrating pasta after a day. Like, if you think about what you have to do to do it based on her recipe, it's amazing. Super simple. I say watch it. And that's because I couldn't watch half of the movies on here. So I went with TV and go ahead with yours. Yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> or, do you, or do you want to pick who you think is going to win this nomination? <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to just I'm going to throw down it's Scott's fucking super vacation house. I, I, I know none of those shows. Uh, I think it'd be awesome if you want to know another award this year, Scott. <laughs> yeah, but It's not me. So sure. So, I mean, I'm going to go with best casting just because at least I've seen some of these films. Uh, so the nominees are Stephanie Goren for Wildhood, which I didn't get to see. Uh, Renee Haynes for Night Raiders. Uh, Heidi Levitt for All My Punny Sorrows. Jenny Lewis and Sarah Kay for The Retreat. And Sh- uh, Sasha, Sasha Kanahi and Richard Williams for Scarborough. Um, so I saw Night Raiders. I thought... Uh, the casting was okay. Uh, I've got a lot to talk about Night Raiders. It's the I have a feeling it's going to be the thing that like gets me banned from the industry after I chop into this film. Um, from the stuff from the trailer that I saw on, about Scarborough and all its nominations, I'm actually going to give it to Scarborough because you have to cast a bunch of children plus their parents and stuff like that. Looks like it was probably super complicated. People seem to be loving it, and I'm just going to jump on the Scarborough bandwagon because um, I mean, why else would you go to Scarborough, right? <laughs> <laughs> sure uh i'm gonna go with the um oh my god i'm having a brain fart but all punny horses okay i think that it's, one's it's all my punny sorrows but 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Punny horses would be also hilarious. <laughs> but I, I think I, I did like like the interactions and the chemistry of that cast. So I'm gonna go with that one. All right. I didn't because I didn't watch Scarborough. <laughs> One of the most nominated films at the at the at the fucking awards, and I'm like, yeah, I, I didn't see that. <laughs> it's, it's like, I know. Every, he's just like, I don't know why we're doing this. I don't. <laughs> but all right. So, do you want to go into? Well, you let's let's yeah. let's do the other category that's super important that we have not seen any movies from, and we can continue to play this game, and it'll get more serious <laughs> as we get into the as we go. Stuff. So we're gonna so go wanna... lead actor. <laughs> yeah, let's go with lead actor. <laughs> Okay, so the nominee, uh, and because we didn't say this at the beginning, I want to apologize now uh, for how I'm going to miss fucking pronounce almost everybody's fucking name. But that's what we do on the show. It's called How'd You Like That Movie and How Can We Fuck Up Your Name? So it's yeah. par for the course. So the nominees are Riagelo Baltas for Islands, Thomas Anthony Elage. For Learn to Swim. Liam Diaz. Scarborough. Pal- Palvi. Samarekic. For The White Fortress. And it hasn't... Is it The White Fortress Tabja? Or is it just The White Fortress and Tabja is like the French? Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> Tabja also might... Yeah, Tabja might be just, the, like you said, the other title for it, right? Mm-hmm. And then Philip... Lewitsky for Wildhood. And my winner, after a very intense eeny, meeny, miny, mo, <laughs> catch a tiger by the toe, is going to be Liam Diaz for Scarborough. Woo, congratulations, Liam, to randomly be picked in our best actor category for the Canadian Screen Awards. Um, again, going off uh, the fabulous work I saw you do in the trailer for Wildhood, uh, I'm going to give it to uh, Philip Lewitsky. Uh, uh, again, yes, I, I watched all 15 seconds of the trailer, 20 seconds of the trailer. I thought you did an amazing job. Uh, the reality is I probably couldn't pick out which one of you in the lead roles there is you. So uh, that is how much... You deep... literally go on the fucking <laughs> website, you see the picture of him, and then you're like, okay, that's the, that's that's the guy. It's not like, it's not like, it's not like there's prosthetics involved. <laughs> Uh, so, that, so that's so we've got uh, we've got uh, Wildhood and we've got Scarborough uh, for best actor. So congratulations, you guys! Uh, it's probably a guarantee because we use such a scientific method over here. <laughs> Could you imagine if that's how the Canadians do it? Like, you know, we don't want to, we don't want well because we're all nice people. Everybody right? wins. Like, Actually, if you get yeah. nominated, everybody gets a trophy. <laughs> no, well, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying they're just like, listen, we don't really want to pick like somebody over it. So what it is, is right before you come out, we pick your name from app. <laughs> so it's all fucking like random. But I do want to say this in terms of the Canadian Screen Awards, I do very much appreciate that almost every genre of film is represented. Yeah. That's so it's not, it's not like, you know, for Best Actress, it's all... Um, it's all dramas, right? Like there's there's dramas, there's sci-fi, there's horror, you know, comedy. That like every every genre of film is represented here, and, and as well as you know, I think 
I think they do go by my method as well in which, you know, like a lot of these best actresses, like a lot of these films aren't really, it's not like, um, what's to say like, um, fuck who, what was the movie that was like, like it, it wasn't like a power of the dog where every single person that fucking was part of that film got nominated for something. Yeah. 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 Right. It's like, okay, they're like some of these best pictures aren't like none of their actors are even nominated. I think, uh, well, except for Night Raider. Raiders. Yeah. Yeah. Night Raiders. And Scarlet, or, bro. But, you know, but, but keep going. Keep <laughs> No, but yeah, what I'm saying is it's not like, you know, I think Scarborough is the only one that's best picture, best director actor and actress right that's the only film yes. that has all the categories right yes that's true so you have one film that's kind of taking it over but go ahead but yeah with, i know uh, what you mean opposed to like sometimes you go to the oscars and it's like editing sound actor fucking best picture best director best craft services fucking it's all like the same film and you're like well yeah, i guess best toiletries <laughs> like it's everything all right but best, go ahead, best background casting goes to. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, then, do you want to just do best uh, best actress? Might as well. Okay. This is going to be like one of the fucking quickest episodes we've ever had. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. You're like because we're Canadians. We know you know you know your time is precious, especially in award season. It doesn't have to go like four hours. Yeah, it's man. Like boom, you, boom, boom, boom. You, see, you don't have to cut anybody from the broadcast. You just do the broadcast faster. Yeah. <laughs> And exactly. have and have less less people storming the stages uh, and slapping people. So and we don't do that yeah, here. We'll either. get we'll get that to the end. We'll, I think we should discuss it like at the end. Kind of uh, I thought we already. Ahead. I thought we already did. Uh, anyway, it was a joke. Uh, so uh, for best actress, we've got uh, Aviva Armour Ostruff uh, for Loon, Alana Hockley Purvis for Range Roads, Aliyah Kanani for Scarborough. Julia Sarah Stone for Come True and Elijah, Ellie Maja Tailfeathers for Night Raiders. And so this is so I saw I saw I've in this I saw Range Roads I saw Come True and I saw Night Raiders. And uh, I'm again, I don't want to start beating up on Night Raiders all the way right away. So it was for me it was actually between Range Road and Come True. And both of them have like a lot of flaws as a film. So I was trying to really just isolate the acting ability of both uh, Alana Holly Purvey and Julia Sarah Stone. They both have three fucking names. Jesus. Um, and, Every, everyone does. Oh, almost all of them. Oh my God. Yeah. They all have like these really weird long names. Um, <laughs> and honestly, I think the acting is so different between the two roles, but I am going to give it to Alana holly purvey just because she had to do a lot more um range right just because of the like it was a standard drama so she's like happy here and then she's you know sad here and and she there was much more interaction with different dialogue where would, would you call come come true a horror or sci-fi what would you call that well it, it is under uh i believe it's called neo-horror that's if not a real term. The, that's not a real term. If, if you look at the trailer, it's like a real to, uh, neo 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 horror. But um, I do I do hope that we actually take an episode to just discuss come true, like on its own. 
We can do that. It, it's last yeah. time I checked with it's our show, so yeah, yeah. But usually, any idea I have, you're just like fuck it, right? Like we're not just gonna do that. But and but then, yeah, and then I, and then I re- and then I bring it back out, and I'm like, you know, it'd be a really good idea is if we did this yeah, thing yeah. that Scott said. It, you're, it, you're just like you know, it, 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 we're we're close to the month end, and you're like, shit, we gotta pick a movie. What was that fucking movie you wanted to do again? Okay, we'll just fucking do that. But um. So we can talk. Uh, let's let's talk more about the films when we get into the the into the best director and best uh, best picture um, categories. Uh, mm. But yeah, so w- yeah, what's your pick for uh, actress? I'm gonna go with El Marie El Maja Tailfeathers for Night Riders. Really? Right. And here here's it's only because I never watched Scarborough uh, or Loon, but um, she like and this is gonna sound um silly but to me and don't make fun of me but oh i'm not promising that i'm not promising that uh, at all to me i equated her performance with your life to kind of like no to kind of like um it was kind of like uh tom hanks in in terms of forrest gump Right? Oh my like, god! I I I was joking when I said that. I how the fuck? Oh, let's okay. Let's hear this. Get, but this, it's not. She's probably like, gonna call you and call you a fucking asshole. <laughs> this will be interesting. I want to see this play out. Go. It, but it, <laughs> but it's not like anything to, to do with mentally. And what I mean is, like she is the movie, right? Like everything is her. Like mm. I don't even think there was. Uh, a section of this film that she was not in is similar to like um, Sigourney Weaver yeah. with Aliens, right? So, in terms of check that it out, check out an why... episode on Aliens. Yeah, yeah, that was our first episode. <laughs> but um, I think, in terms of that's why I think she should get it because, in terms of the length, performance, and even having a sci fi movie being in this category for for like for me that i think 100 percent should be her but i think it'll most likely be the scarborough lady that's gonna win it yeah that's actually a really i'm not gonna make fun of you because i think that's actually a really great justification the idea that if you are such a pivotal character in a film and everything's essentially revolving around you and your film does so well it had like some of that has to be because of you if i can understand i I feel like that's what you were kind of going with this right yeah yeah it's like our podcast like without me there's nothing (laughs) right (laughs) yes i mean (laughs) so the reason actually so now i'm gonna now i'm gonna say the 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 chris criticism stuff that is probably gonna get me in some hot water at some point just because like there's obviously the, the the strong indigenous component of this film, which we'll we'll talk about in the best picture category. I I feel like anything you say bad about this film is going to get somebody super fucking pissed. Uh, yeah, I felt she really she overacted in a lot of scenes and underacted in other scenes. So like didn't didn't show the emo- like the proper uh, emotional range in the right places. And so and listen, she I believe she was also in Blood Quantum. Uh, mm-hmm. I think she was in that as well. Uh, she and she was great in that. So it could, it may be, from poor direction that her the director did not direct her properly to get you know into the right spot, uh, or she just fucked up because the movie was revolving around her and just you know 
wasn't able to deliver strong deliver strong performances in every every scene. So that's one of the reasons I, as much as I agree with like the fact that the film does revolve around her, essentially, um, yeah, I felt like her acting was not fantastic in a lot of places. So send the hate mail to Chris at <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly to Chris. <laughs> all right. But all right, it's your turn. Let's uh, let's just let's go best director then. All right, let's do it. Uh, that it's you. No, I'm the one that fucking just said that one. I just, I just wrote. I did best actress. I literally read all that stuff out. Oh fuck you! Yeah. Oh, actually, this one ain't, ain't too bad. All right, so 2022 achievement in direction. Breton Hannon, Wildhood. Sasha Naka and Rich Williamson for Scarborough. Philippe Gregory for the noise. Of engines, Le Brut de Moot, Dennis Goulet for Night Raiders, and Ethery Scott Burns for Come True. Now, to pivot, I only have two choices here because I only saw Come True and Night Raiders. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so I am going to go with, and you know how much I like horror, and my favorite film last year was Candyman, mm-hmm. but i think it's going to be scarborough do you think scarborough's just going to like it, they're just going to give them all the awards it's it's like this year's i was going to say titanic because yeah let's go with titanic because it's fucking canadian director yeah it's just like let's do that all right i think it, i do think it's i don't think it's going to win all the awards but i do think in terms of like from what I saw in terms of direction, um, the one I'm super surprised with was the gentleman or yeah, the person who directed drunken, drunken birds. Yeah. Like for having the nonlinear, like I'm surprised he, <laughs> like if, if he was nominated, I would have nominated, I would have picked him in terms of direction. Yeah. There's uh there, like, I I'm surprised both drunken birds and night of the Kings is not on best or like how that didn't get into the best director category. Like, I don't know, maybe they're only allowed five. Like, I don't, I don't know all the like nuance rules with the Academy, the Canadian Academy, yeah, but like, yeah, but even, even if you're only allowed five, right. Like come true is not nominated for best picture mm-hmm. and neither is this noise of engines. Yeah. But somehow they had the best director. It's, it's weird. It's weird when a, a, a best picture doesn't get best director. I can see when, films get best director and not best picture but usually your best picture like the fucking director is like such a major point like part of your best picture nomination you know what i mean so so you're 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 going with uh i'm gonna go with uh scarborough on this one um because i do think it's gonna be like that you know the the indie film that kind of takes it takes Mm -hmm. it all right but um for me the reason why i'm I'm not gonna do night raiders um is i do think in terms of direction there there was some things that seemed rushed and some things that should have been faster give or take yeah um and come true i did enjoy but uh 
I don't think it's going to take it right in terms of direction. So that's why I'm going to go with a movie I have not seen at all. Okay. Uh, I do want to come back to come true just, just for a sec after, before we move on to best picture, just cause it's not in the best picture category. So mm-hmm. yeah. So again, uh, for me, come true. Actually we can do it. We can do it right now is, uh, it's super. See, this is literally what I just said. Like I'll mention something. You'll be like, <laughs> no, nah, fuck it. And then you're like, you know what? Fuck it. We're just going to do it anyways. <laughs> like it's your idea. <laughs> That's why it seems like I always have the greatest ideas. Cause I actually have two brains working for me here. Um, <laughs> Actually, three, if you include our producer. I just steal all, all the brain power here. Um, so Come True, I thought, was like a, it was a very interesting concept. Uh, really cool. I was surprised he didn't get nominated for editing or cinematography. I was like, really? Because it had some really cool cinematography and definitely like deliberate editing, right? Where you see things jump around and like opposed to like, say, seamless editing. Um, but I thought the direction was awful. <laughs> It's like this movie makes no fucking sense. It's fucking all over the place. Um, maybe go back into the editing room, guy, there, guys, and uh, you lay that sucker out a bit because it it and it felt in that unnecessarily long at points too. I was like, okay, like I don't need to see this chick continue to walk and continue to walk. Like I get it, we get it. Like I get where you're trying to go with this, but you could just like jump cut this shit, right? Bang, bang, bang. Like we don't have to see that fucking laid out. Uh, I did, but not every movie needs a fucking montage every three seconds to, to you know, speed it up for you. <laughs> you know, sometimes you do need. I want to watch this movie the... in fifteen minutes. Let's go. <laughs> Be like montage, montage, <laughs> jump scare, montage. <laughs> Lawrence, but, Lawrence of Arabia in seven minutes. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Uh, but that's the thing, right? Especially in the horror genre, right? like sometimes you need that long kind of um unsettling scene like the long drawn out scene because make you think like oh here comes the jump scare now here comes the like to put you kind of on your nerves so that way when they do jump scare you it works right do you do you recommend this film to horror people like would you would you recommend it to people i i i think people should watch it okay um but like it's up to you like that's why it's up to me is it oh okay no no like if you want to watch it but that's why i think we should have like a bigger conversation on it kind of thing personally right because there's a lot of things that kind of remind me of like fucking flatliners um like i thought i saw some nods to you know um nightmare on elm street yeah yeah, like when she's in the, the right like like to me, I think it's it is like um kind of like a horror friends kind of love letter, but with a Canadian twist. There we go. Uh okay, yeah, we'll 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 put that on the list of things to do to come true. Come true on the things the the list of things to do. Uh I'm gonna go with you with Scarborough though. I, I think from again, from watching the trailer and reading just like the comments on like online and stuff about it, uh I feel like it's gonna be the like massive movie of the canadian screen awards you know what i mean i do know what you mean but i also think as well like i like don't don't knock out fucking um wild hit here well we, we haven't i haven't i haven't seen i've i've read more about scarborough than wildhood so i i can't make that that choice with any type of like information you know what i mean no no i i totally get what you're saying because i think if i'm not mistaken wildhood is 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. 
that's, I, that's I don't impressive. Think, I don't. I don't think Scarborough is, but. So from all, what all I, three people that have saw it really liked it. That's fantastic. Oh, all three people, only you, man. Only you. <laughs> you can like knock down somebody's, um, you know, accomplishments. accomplishments. Um, like, do you okay? Do you want to move? No, into no. This? Sorry, Scarborough is one hundred percent as well. So. Boom! Tomato versus tomato. Tomato. Uh, do you want to move into the best picture now? Yeah. Okay. All right. Now for the big show. Best picture nominations are Drunken Birds, Night of the Kings, or La Nuit du Rot. I guess I should have also Drunken Birds, Le Oiseau Ivre. Oh, the Ivory Birds. Oh, nice. Uh, no, that's not Ivory. Anyway, Night Raiders, Scarborough, Wildhood. So, okay. Haven't seen Wildhood, haven't seen Scarborough, as we've discussed through all these categories. I did not love Night Raiders, and I do want to talk about, like, I think that Night Raiders has a great concept. Uh, I love the use of Kree. Uh, I want to talk about that. Anybody who is going to go watch Night Raiders that hasn't watched it yet, this is going to sound like a fucking obvious thing, but the Kree, you're su- there's supposed to be subtitles with it. And one of the things I found is because I watch a lot of movies with my subtitles on, when I was watching it on Amazon... The Cree would come up and I was like, oh, maybe they're just using Cree as kind of like a language that the audience isn't supposed to know. Like, that's not information. And then we got to the center where there's like that big, massive conversation around the bonfire. And I'm like, they're speaking Cree like the whole fucking time. And I'm like, "Mm, I feel like the audience is probably supposed to know what they're saying right now. You have to turn if you have subtitles turned on, you have to turn the subtitles off because the closed captioning, for whatever reason, bumps out the, the fucking uh, Cree subtitles. And so I had to like, go back and watch the movie. And I'm like, oh, makes way more sense when you get the other half of the dialogue in this movie. So that's just that, like, I even tweeted it out because I thought it was super important that people don't watch this movie thinking half of it you aren't supposed to understand. Um, great concept. So what you're saying is that's a you problem. I'm just making sure it doesn't end up being somebody else's problem because it was a fucking weird problem. And it took me a bit to figure out what was going on. Um I just watched it on Crave with the English with the subtitles on. So when they did talk Cree, it just went to English. But you know, I didn't I didn't have to like jerry rig anything or rewatch it. No, no, like, no, no, no. It's because no, no. I have my subtitles turned on even for English movies, right? Just so that I because I for hearing issues, right? So uh I had to turn those off. Anyway, I digress. Um so yeah, Night Raiders is a great concept. Like I said, I really like the use of like the residential school system as a par- like this you know dystopian world. The idea it's like oh they did it to our children and then they started doing it to your children. Like there's all this. I've said this before. Like films that have great bones, it's got really great bones. And I'd actually like to see this. So CBC or fucking Netflix, we're gonna give you another freebie right here. Okay, you take this film. You give it a good script rewrite, and you turn it into a series. You give it the uh, uh, Handmaid's Tale treatment. So then we can start at a different point. We can flash back. We can see when the army invades, and you can jump around. That You got two seasons worth of fucking material right there. Just put my check. Send it in the mail. Uh, Scott can get some of that money, too. I'll share, I promise. Um, but, yeah, I thought it, like I said, I thought uh, it was overacted. It had some really, uh, you know, it had script issues it had direction issues um one of the things i can talk about specifically is uh that scene where they're in the bus and they're supposed to be trying to escape and i don't want to give away like too much of the this the story but that whole scene 
that that dynamics of that scene needed to happen much faster. Like it felt like the uh, the action sequences and stuff were way too slow. Then there's also other stuff. I'm just like, why is this happening? Like we go, we cut from one scene to now I'm sleeping and waking up in the middle of, of the, like if the field, like, and then she sees the horse. Right. But it's like, how the fuck did she get there? Why is she sleeping in a field in the first place? You know what I mean? So yeah. So that's, it, it was not my favorite in that respect. Do you see, have anything? Go ahead. Yeah, honestly. Um, I thought about this as well. And I was like, this is the Langford method in which they're like, you know what? We need to, we need to trim this sit down. Let's cut it out. Be like, boom, they're in the club. Okay. Now she just wakes up. Obviously people are going to know that she got super drunk. Right. <laughs> right. Like, or, or she took the drug that they were talking about at the beginning when she walked into it and she was like, no, I'm super tired. She'd be like, the audience will just go with it. We, we don't need to see it. Right. And just take out those five minutes. Boom. She's gone. And then it's like, okay, um, because they did the same thing when it was like the fast forward method, right? Where, you know, she's walking out after doing what she did. And then it's like she wakes up in like some apartment in a high rise and it's all of a sudden like some months longer. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Like, and then you're and just you're sort like, of like, whoa, whoa, wait, wait, how the fuck did she get there? <laughs> yeah. Be like, how do you go like... 11 years living off the land and just now you're just like fuck it right like i'm suburban <laughs> but also the other thing like when they have the um you know the the drones right like oh first the drones were used to win the war now they're feeding people but what they're feeding people which to me know, was the was it was a nod to uh, the colonizers coming and giving, you know, smallpox, you know, blankets that had smallpox to the indigenous people and stuff like that. Like, that's what I felt by that, that they were doing that. Yeah, like no, no, no. I got, I got it 100%, right? Like, that's the thing, like, right from the beginning of this movie, when they, when it starts and, it, and it's, it's doing the, like the, it's not the fucking title card, but like the, um, like the you prologue know, like or this, whatever. Yeah, like this might trigger you because this it, it literally like tells you right from the beginning like this is a future representation of what happened back then, right? So I got all of that, right? But it's just like, you know, they fast forward it though, right? Like it's just like you see it once, she throws it away, and then she's gone for however long, and then she comes back and it's like, oh, everybody's has a virus, right? Yes. So it's it, and like the whole time watching it, I'm like, this is, I'm like, these fucking people listen to Langford so much that like sometimes, <laughs> you know, the 90 minute mark, which this movie was around, it's like, maybe you could do it a little bit longer to like help <laughs> the story. Do, yeah. Help it out. I'm like, sometimes, cause I'm like, this is 100% a representation of every, everything Chris bitches about, but it's how it goes wrong. <laughs> hey, I do my best work in 54 seconds, right? So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so actually, so for me, it was, it was, it was a toss up between uh, drunken birds and night of the Kings. Uh, both have amazing cinematography, you know, great acting and editing. Uh, but I think I'm going to go with drunken birds just because, although, you know, so both of them have some issues in the sense that Drunken Birds definitely has some direction issues going on, 
But overall, I love the like moving from like you're in Mexico and then you're in Quebec and then like you're in rural Quebec and then you're in Montreal. Um, that and I mean, there's some super surreal moments like when the Formula One car pulls up and you're like, is she? You at first you think like is she fucking tripping out or whatever, but then she's not. And like that whole scene was super cool. Uh, the acting was really powerful. Like I said, it was very close. Like Night of the Kings is also such a fantastic movie. I would recommend both of those films. Uh, but I'm going to give it to Drunken Birds. But I think Scarborough. Right. But I think Scarborough's going to win. So. <laughs> um, okay. So, all right for me. I don't know why you would like Night of the Kings. What? Like why? for me, I thought this movie was a fucking mess. I think it has identity issues. I, oh, like, what do you mean identity issues? What is this movie? Is this like fucking, you know, a prison film, a power play? Is this, you know, can it not be both of those things? <laughs> but was it? Because the movie, like spoilers, is hey, I'm gonna tell a fucking four different stories. You're gonna watch these four stories that have nothing to do with the fucking prison. No, right? but he tells and the I, stories to stay. I don't want to. I don't want to give away that plot point. But like, there's a reason he's telling the stories, and he's having to like make that shit up on the fly. Yes, yeah, to stay alive. Yeah, I get it. I get it. But also, in terms of like when they have the um, the first story, which is like the goddess and whatever, the guy who like they're fighting. Yeah, and it's like the female and the male, and they can change he can change shapes and she can they're do doing that. like magic or whatever right yes there should have been some editing in that one because some of the special effects didn't work in which you can see the stilts that the guy jumped up on <laughs> and you're like that took me right out and i'm like oh come on man i'm like how is this how is this film like best picture when you're like seeing the errors I'm like it's not even good errors right but same thing i thought i thought at the beginning you know i found it a little bit intriguing like you know he's i'm like oh this is like a hard hardcore shark redemption right yeah 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 um and i'm like this one's gonna kick its ass and then all of a sudden i'm like why is this guy like dennis hopper in blue velvet with the fucking like constantly (laughs) sucking on that oxygen right and then you have like you have that one scene where it's like the prisoners that are, you know, the female, like they're not really female, but dressed as prisoner, uh, females. And then they put the hood on her. Like, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And then it just ends. Like they strip this person naked, put a hood on their head, flip her around. They're all chanting at, at, at the prayer, at the, I'm guessing it's going to be like the prostitute, like what's the toy? And then they see the new guy. And then it's a scene of them riding the new guy. Like he's a fucking <laughs> piggyback. I'm like, what the fuck <laughs> is going on? Right. I'm like, this shit has lost me. <laughs> uh, like, so I'm going to go with drunken birds. Cause for drunken birds, um, I did enjoy the cinematography. I enjoyed the non-narrative. Mm-hmm. Non-linear which, narrative. Yes. Well, I think you can say non-narrative too, because in reality, there isn't really much of a story here. But uh, Yeah, I, I, yeah I, I mean, yeah, I guess so. I like it. 
like in terms of what I'm saying is it like to me it was more what we're discussing in our blue velvet episode it, it was more a david lynch thing where you're just writing seven scenes and you're putting those seven scenes together and putting them together right yeah. that's why it is non-linear right where you start at the end and then you finish at the beginning yeah although we yeah. do do we ever figure out like where, where like where it happened to the cartel guy he was in jail but one I want that fucking house. If that <laughs> if that is a cartel man, at the beginning I'm like, is this is this the church from Face Off? I'm like, are doves gonna come out of here? And then all of a sudden, having a, a fucking merry-go-round in a fucking house. Yeah. And then, but even even that scene, you're just like, you're just like, okay, these random guys came in there. And none of the people that worked for the cartel after he went to jail, like fucking cleaned up or anything. The, yeah. They're <laughs> like, we, we have a random tiger just fucking there. <laughs> but, um, but that was like, in terms of scenes, that was one of my favorite scenes where they're just like walking through that. And then they're like jumping house. in the pool and, and getting crazy or whatever. About that. You could tell that that extra had some self-confidence issues because <laughs> if you're gonna go skinny dipping you're not really facing the camera putting your hand covering your nuts <laughs> to jump in right especially when you're with your buddies right you're just fucking jumping in you're, the guy's like i don't want people to know <laughs> how small it you, is you move your hands you have both hands there so you're like well, maybe it's just like so big i can't uh i don't want no no he was see. like he was like this is the seventh take this pool's closed it's shrinkage <laughs> he's like people are not gonna judge me by this the george costanza yeah but I think I did, but I did enjoy um, Drunken Birds enough. And then in terms of the scene you're talking about, that's like with the Formula One, like that's literally, I was watching it and that's where me and my wife did our um, engagement photos. And that's literally four o'clock in the morning, downtown Montreal. Cause that's what we did was just walk the streets to take our, our thing. So it's an empty, empty city. And then I'm just watching it. I'm like, fuck, I'm like, I have a picture by there. I have a picture by there too. Right. So, but no, formula, was there was no formula one car in, in your pictures. Were there? No, but my question is like, obviously that guy was, that, that was the guy that got dragged out right of the bar. And he was like, don't you know who I am? I think so. And then, yeah. But how did he get to the car in time, right? Like, are, are, don't they, like, lock up these Formula One cars? I don't know, but I, listen, don't try and figure out that stuff. It was a cool fucking shot. Again, it was like like you said, like, sometimes it's sort of like, you know what would be really cool now is if the fucking Formula One car shows up. <laughs> and you're oh, like, yeah, all right, yeah. let's fucking do that. <laughs> oh, it's 100%. It's what, um, oh, it's fucking, what's it called? <laughs> Since we were talking about Will Smith before, it's it's one hundred percent like fucking like I am legend. Uh, him walking down fucking Times Square, and then there's a lion there. Yes, just like wouldn't that just be cool? Yeah, that'd be cool. Let's do that. Uh, yeah, you got anything else? Uh, in terms of this stuff, no. All right, I'm, I'm, I'm done with that. Now, do you want to discuss? Since we did our Oscar episodes and we're always a week ahead, like, do you want to discuss? what happened and your opinion on it 
Yeah, let's let's give it a couple minutes and then and then we'll get out of here because I think that thing's been beaten to fucking death more than uh, Chris Rock. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> so I want I want your take on on the on the the slap heard round the world. Um. Okay. My take. Uh, like, I think the person, like, out of all the opinions that came out and everything like that, I do think the person who had the best opinion on it was fucking Jim Carrey in which he was like why would they give him a standing ovation after seeing that right why would they all stand up and and clap for him um that was the thing I never understood in terms of what happened as well as how no person has really talked about like how Chris Rock is like, like, and, and it's funny. Cause now when you, when this comes out and you see like when he was the host, like how bad he was teasing fucking Jada and will during that Oscar six or seven years ago, like everything he said there was 100% fucking worse than what was said at this one but the thing i don't understand not now like everything's out um repercussions are out so he's now well he's quit and he's quit the academy right yeah he so but what does that mean per se that's the thing i don't understand quitting the academy what does that mean it means he doesn't get to vote on shit no no he's still part of sag right that's the union he quit the academy it means that he doesn't get to like vote on fucking movies anymore (laughs) that's that's what that's what that means yeah but it's even the things that i'm hearing it's like netflix put the pause on a movie he was in now right okay but remember that's that's consequences of his actions but that that's not because he quit the academy like these are just the fallout that's now going to come uh i you know i I think it was an indie wire article i read about this where they just said like his fucking career it's not over, but it'll never be what it was, and it will never go the direction it maybe could have. Like he fucked himself. Like yeah, well that that was my question. Like now he's not a great he's actor a anyway. Part... So fucking, I, I'm not. I don't see it as a big fucking loss to the entertainment industry. That's for sure. But yeah, yeah. My my question is in terms of quitting the academy is is the repercussions now that you know these production companies and everything like that. Um are kind of like putting pause on working with them. Is it because now that he's not a part of it, that like these films couldn't get nominated? No, 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 no. It's none of that stuff. Him being in the, you, you okay. don't, you don't have to be in the Academy to, I mean, to get into the Academy, usually you have to win an Oscar and then they invite you into the Academy. Um, him being in a film does not keep it from being uh, nominated for anything. Um, but it's just people wanting to distance themselves. Cause, and I was actually talking about this with some people over the weekend. Like you have to remember, like the Academy is made up of basically all the elite people by elite. I mean, like the, the supposedly the, you know, the best actors and directors and producers and hair and makeup. And like, so all these people, they, all these people, the Academy awards is like their award show. And you just took a big shit all over it. And so from all the way down the line, like, yeah, there's going to be some people that defend them, but there's also going to be a lot of people that are like, you just shit on our fucking industry in public. And that's not cool. You know what I mean? And again, like there are going to be consequences for these actions. And I think I'm sure that when he got home, he was like, fuck, I worked so hard. 
the night that was supposed to be like the cherry on top is now shit. Like I, Chris Rock's fucking, you know, going on tour and his fucking sales are through the roof and Will Smith is getting like fucking dropped from projects. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And usually, you know, you win an Oscar. Maybe that leans into another nomination. You start getting maybe a Meryl Streep thing going. It's his, he will not anytime soon and probably ever will he get the roles that can get you to an Oscar. That's the thing, right? You need to be, people need to give you the right role in the right movie. That's got the right Oscar push, all the stuff that had to go along for him to get that award that night. And he fucking just blew it up. Right. And this is my, my actual take on this is very, very simple. You don't get to fucking go on stage and fucking physically assault someone ever period done. Like, no, there is no, there's no fucking justification for that. You know, what would have been really awesome is if Will Smith at first, he you know, he took it. Then he wins his award and he goes up. He does the first stuff. God, the Academy, my wife, my family. And remember, he's still like a hit. Like he's a, he's a hip hop artist. He can fucking write shit. He's a smart guy. Imagine he just did the best fucking roast or put Chris Rock in his place from that podium with words. That would have been something powerful to see. And that would have been something worthy of a, a, a standing ovation, but fucking walking, like jumping on the stage and fucking it's like, so can you do that to any comedian? Like who is, is I think Will Smith got in his head that I'm fucking Will Smith. And maybe there's all that personal stuff going around, you know, about like her and whatever, cheating on him or whatever the fuck actually happened. And he just got his fucking panties in a knot and was like, eh, I'm Will Smith. I'm going to do whatever I want. It's like, how dare you? Like you physically assaulted someone like that's fucked, man. Like that's really fucked up. I don't care about hair comments and stuff. And I get it. Like, I know that there's people in the black community and they say like, you know, female hair and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, fair enough. And that joke could have been 100% offside. But what you don't get to do is physically fucking assault somebody. Like, that's the fucking line. Like, it's it's reprehensible. I got yeah, And that's why in the Canadian one, when it happens, it's just whoever, whoever does it, just going to walk up there, jersey the person, and just fucking walk right <laughs> off. Right? And then... And then say sorry. Tim Horns and some Tim bits. And, and the, there's, there'll be a lot of sorry. 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 I'm sorry. I'm yeah, sorry yeah. I'm doing I this. I apologize. I'm sorry I did it. Uh, and I'm sorry I shouldn't have done it. <laughs> and I'm sorry for saying sorry. All right. And then when that actor wins, he's going to call the other guy up and hug it out. I'd be like, again, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> and that is our wrap for the day. Please like and subscribe to this podcast. Tell your friends. If you want to get a hold of us, reach us at the www.howdyoulikethatmovie.com. Should have been like, how'd you like that trailer? Ooh, the trailer looked good. Oh, uh, you know what? Actually, if I, we would have been, if we, we, if we would have had a conversation with the fact that like, oh, we can't see these, we could have been like, okay, don't watch any of the movies. We will only watch the trailers and then make all our decisions based on the trailers. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Production by Rod Shaver, Vader Monkey Productions.